0: it's tuesday april 18th 2023 you're listening to the tech breakfast podcast the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle it's episode 287 we're almost there
1: how are we feeling feeling so pretty good nice 287 so that's like we're, we're like it's like roughly 13 ish away from 300 we're almost 13 there. 13 287 carry the one yeah no, that's probably close yeah
0: yep if we uh if we stay on track if we did like you know, Tuesday, Thursday, every week, you know, take us like a month and a half. If we do one month uh, or one show a month, you know, we'll get to it in 2024. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it's,
1: uh, it just it just sort of depends on how many planes we jump on in a week. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: dude, your schedule's been nuts, huh? Uh,
1: it's been pretty crazy, but luckily it's going to get a lot crazier. So <laughs> um, I'll basically not be home the month of July. Sorry, no, not July. No. May, May. Although I am traveling in July as well, but that's more personal. But yeah, May's gonna be rough, but both April and May have been uh have been hectic, or at least one has been, one will be. So yeah, but it's all good. You know, it's good things. You know, we're yeah. doing we're doing good things.
0: Well, Russ, I've got some questions for you. Um it's okay. been a little while since we've talked. But Ask. before that, we have to do today in tech history because sounds know, good if, if we get into this other stuff it, it may launch us into a whole bunch of oh god a whole bunch of nonsense for the, for the listeners now so, i'm excited this day in tech history you got to tell me the year but april 18th google glass a wearable computer with an optical <laughs> head mounted display becomes available for purchase by the public for the very first time can you tell me what year it was
2: i'm going to go with 2012 Google Glass, okay. yeah, 2012
1: is probably 2012. a pretty. It's probably pretty good. Um, and this you said was purchasable, so this is like not just announced, but you uh, could actually. Yeah, it became shipping. available so, for purchase. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go 2015.
2: Uh, okay. I think, yeah, because I think 2012 is more like when they they had some of their beta or alpha users, which let's be fair, was the entire history of Google Glass, but still.
0: Okay, so I will tell you. Um, even looking at the year, it still messes with my head because I think in my head that it was, it feels like it was forever ago, but then I look at that year and I was like, well, that wasn't that long ago, but it's 10 years ago today, 2013. So Tyler wins this one.
1: Um, I've been doing well at these lately.
0: Yeah. There's this phenomenon in my mind about like when the iPhone came out and just feeling like we've had (laughs) that kind of technology forever. But it wasn't that long ago. But then it also was like two decades ago, you know,
2: (laughs) know. almost like a decade's a long time. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know, right? But it just—we don't have to get into the no relative to a month. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Google Glass, 2013, and yeah, that's that one. Let me see. There's another one. First megabit chip in commercial products. So newspapers report on April 18th. Tell me the year again. IBM's model 3090 mainframe has become the first commercial computer to use a megabit memory chip. Four times the storage capacity of the then current generation of 256 kilobit chips.
1: Oof. Um, you said in a mainframe, megabit chip. I'm going to go with yep. 84. 1984 okay. to be specific. Okay, In case anyone was concerned about which 84 I was choosing there. I <laughs> yeah,
2: was thinking like 80, 80 So I guess 81.
0: Okay. 1986, my
2: man. No. I thought you were going to oh, say nice. it. I was giving this one to you. Daha.
1: Your favorite year, right? No. No uh 86 is a good year is a good year for me in relation to top gun releasing in 1986 i should have gone with it but i didn't but i was close
2: yeah
0: the uh one of the things that they were um basically advertising or bragging about or however is you want to say that so with with the uh one million bits of data you could store 100 double-spaced typewritten pages hold on to your hats Uh, folks
2: i tried to 100 typewritten pages
0: yeah. Whoa, basically, like one technical PDF. One, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that's okay. Uh, so let's get to two questions I have for you. What is this blue star next to your name I see in the uh TBP community? Um, oh, oh. call that we're on right now.
1: Uh, is going on Are you like a verified?
0: Uh, Telegram person now?
1: Well, it's important to note that I definitely know what that is. Um, My guess is that it is something to do with Telegram Premium. Oh, you paid for Telegram Premium. That is is what it is.
2: Yeah, We use Telegram so much. Now, that's original. Everyone's trying to do the checkbox thing. What does that even mean? Blue stars? There you go, Telegram. Well, I, I was actually...
1: I didn't know that you could subscribe to telegram i was actually looking for a donate button because we use it so much Mm -hmm. and when i was looking for a donate button in the app i came across a you know premium subscription they have a they have a yearly and a monthly and it's like 28 bucks for a year so i was like, you know we use it a lot i feel like we should support these guys so 28 bucks a year yeah 28 bucks for the year
0: Uh, i'm gonna do that what kind of benefits do you get
1: uh, you have you like ten file uploads. <laughs> you get a blue um, star, bro. <laughs> a blue star. You get a you blue actually, star, a blue star can... which is a pretty big deal. If you ask Elon, huge um, deal. So and it confuses your friends when you join calls and you have it, and that's priceless. <laughs> so because he, let's be honest, Bully, you were jealous of the the blue star. I was. I was like, wait yeah. a second. What yeah. is going you on are. here? Why? Yeah, I for, suddenly for twenty-eight feel, um, bucks. It's already paid me but, back.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lesser human, honestly. And then like, I look in the TVP community <laughs> chat, t.me slash tech breakfast, come join, come talk to us. And your comments just stand out as more important because you've got a blue Ooh, star next to your
1: name. There you go. Okay,
2: there sorry. you go. It is important. There, there your, are some interesting your, features in there. Is your title like, like slightly bolder or darker so that you subtly stand out more? I, feel like <laughs> <you're> <laughs> um, yes. I mean, the blue star does a lot. I don't know that you need that, but I kind of want to have it. I, I know. I knew that there. Telegram had a premium because uh, I like to pin chats because I use it for a lot of different things. And um, mm-hmm. without premium, you can only pin five chats, which is super frustrating.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it so, is. It is. But you can you go more, I guess. Okay.
1: I mean, you know, go ahead. 28 bucks, you can pin more. But no, it does things for, obviously, I guess you can pin more. But it also has larger file sizes. It can have larger, like, auto file sizes. Like, I'm a big fan of just having all media and stuff inside of a chat just auto come through. I don't want to click on anything and they apparently there are limits set to that so you can change that. There also I haven't used these a lot but I know Bully you've it, used them a lot in our podcast like reactions, does it? Yeah, it's like the stickers and reactions oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So That's very yeah, important. Yeah, so lots of it different is. things that, that they have in there. <laughs> I want to that's what so
0: in uh in Slack at work we basically have this whole language of stickers uh, that we use to to respond to. And now, I mean, because I don't have premium in Telegram, I can only respond with like a heart or a flame emoji or like a confused face. <laughs> That's mean, like, yeah. not, so everything's not yet. Everything on fire
2: and most of us are confused about it. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I, I really want to be able to respond with this um, blue whale with his eyes bulging or whatever is
1: happening
0: here. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, cool. Last question I have for you, Russ. I'm sorry, just to put you in the hot seat with all this stuff. It's okay. Out of
1: the gate. Bring it, bro.
0: There's a tweet that I saw you uh, you drop. What's that tweet? Huh? Huh? What is it? What tweet? I'm going to try to pull it up here real quick. Let me see. I just want to get it right. I want to get it right. It had the number 3,000 in it. Yeah, dude. I have built. Oh, yeah. I have built over 3,000 desktops in my life. Parentheses. Yes, I am certain of this. And then you go Uh on to talk about the Falcon NW experience, which I will admit that is the hottest, best looking desktop build I've ever seen. The second photo that you have where it's like, it's like normal lighting, it's not the RGB stuff and you can just see how clean everything is. You see the GeForce RTX and the cabling is... So talk to me. Tell me a little story about this 3,000 uh, computers, desktops.
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you, there's there's two sides to this, right? So this post is, and I don't know if we've actually talked about this or not, but um, there's a company named Falcon Northwest. Um, they build uh, really high-end custom PCs. They're actually credited with inventing the gaming PC in 1992. Uh, they kind of had the, the very first one, but they're, they're super high end. I mean, it's like, this is something as a kid, you know, I dreamed about having one of these. And of course I've built my own PCs for a very long time. So anyways, a, a while back, like Counter-Strike or no, that, it's not that long ago, maybe a month, three weeks. Like, um, Counter-Strike two was announced and, and I happened to also get followed on Twitter by Falcon Northwest, which made the little kid inside of me like, very excited. I have no idea why. I was just, I have dreamed of having one of these, but they are they are more expensive than if you were to build it yourself or buy it from a CyberPower or a Dell, you know, like an Alienware or sure. something like that. And so I've not done it, but i what I was doing was I decided, I was like, you know, I'm going to go build one of these out and take a look. And my PC is about five years old. So it's coming it's coming around on time and I'll see if this is maybe something I'll use for my next build. Uh, they And so I had a really interesting conversation actually with Kelt, the, the founder uh, and president of, of the company, because he had reached out to me on Twitter. And so that was just was kind of cool. I was getting this kind of personal touch talking with him. Apparently our companies do some business together that I was actually unaware of. Well, I got in this, this process of building a computer like every single day on their website. And I came across a review that just once I get in this mode of something I'm very, very interested in, I can't come off of that until I fulfill the need to scratch whatever itch it is. So uh, I ultimately decided to order a Falcon Northwest to replace my computer. And I really leaned into this thing. It has a 7950X3D in it. It has a 4090, like an RTX 4090 in it, which you can see in that picture is an unbelievably massive GPU. And you can see from the comments here, like not only is it really clean, like what they build, but the things that people probably don't understand or even appreciate is that Falcon Northwest, as I have learned, has a custom manufacturing process to build their own case. Uh, They build their own fans. They build their own radiator for their water cooling unit. They they do a lot of custom things to really maximize the airflow, imp- like improve the audible or like the, the, the acoustics of it to keep it very quiet while also moving air through very well. But they also yeah, do things awesome. like some person on Twitter, I just noticed as I was pulling this up since you brought it, he just commented, it says Charlie. I don't I don't know Charlie, but he says, this right here is a huge win. And he's pointing out the custom GPU bracket that they've mounted to the case. And it's holding up and preventing the 4090 from uh from sagging. You guys maybe saw a picture of me putting a bracket that that I had bought off uh off Amazon on my 3080 Ti on my old system that kind of sits inside of the case. This one is built into and screwed into the case, keeps it perfectly oh, level yeah. there. Yeah, like so what's fascinating is they build their chassis and it's this thing is made of steel. I'm not kidding. If I put my hand on my M1 MacBook Pro and then put my other hand on the Falcon Northwest. The MacBook Pro feels like a child's toy. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like the in 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 my opinion Apple makes the best chassis at least at scale, you know, for like laptops and and desktops and things like they that's a major part of what they do, not just aesthetically, but like there's heft. Like this MacBook Pro is, is heavier than some of my other PCs because it's a really solid chassis. This Falcon Northwest is basically made out of steel. Like it is an unbelievably high quality chassis. It has these like hinges in them, no screws for the side panels that I can just pull off the magnets yeah. and rotate it around. You can see in the picture there. I have it them kind of real. It's, it's it's like what you wild see in a Hollywood man. movie. Yeah. It, it, and so I ordered this thing and a lot of people, Daniel who was who was actually on here a moment ago, he was sort of making fun of me about ordering a You know, a a custom-built but pre-built PC, one that I wasn't building myself. And so I put this in here that I've built over 3,000 desktops. And I can tell you why I can validate that number. Because in 2004, when I worked for a company called Extreme Computers, we received an order for 3,000 desktops for a school system. And I built every one of them by hand. so. In that singular order, I built 3000, and then I've built my own systems over the last, you know, 25 years or so, in, in addition to friends and family. So, so I know that I've built over 3000. I'm pretty good at doing it, but even if I spent, you know, five, six hours with real attention to detail, there's no way that I could get this level of of craftsmanship in here in in addition to the manufacturing process they do they partner with a company called cablemod and they apparently this is this is coming from a review that i had read so i i don't actually have this information from them but the they cut this this the cables and then they thread them to be the exact distances required to reach the points in the case for the different components which is why That's it's awesome. so clean like even if you look underneath where the power supply is there if i built that you would just see a bunch of extra cabling and stuff just kind of hanging around there theirs is not like that it is clean it is pristine and they pre-ran the cables for me to the back of the, the motherboard chassis in order for me to put in SSDs that I already have. So I just pulled off an SSD bracket, I slapped in a 870 EVO 4 terabyte SSD, screwed it in, plugged it in, and I was good to go. It took me like 30 seconds. And so I, I've just been thoroughly impressed with the, the build of the system, the performance of it, and, and just overall how, how pristine the detail was. And then yeah. building this system out. So I throw him a shout on, on Twitter. I actually gave him a Google review, which I never do, by the way. <laughs> um, but it was like, it seemed to be helpful. Small company, you know, that's been around for a really long time building some systems. that certainly, are like, it was a bucket list item, you know, for me to, to order from these guys. So I was really happy that I wasn't disappointed, even though I had what probably were somewhat unrealistic expectations uh, of what they would deliver but they they did it is a it is a fantastic system i've even had even my wife made a comment she said man is that case is your computer smaller now it's actually slightly larger but because of the way they designed the case it looks smaller than my other system did and just looks like it fits really well uh inside of the office space we put together Was so your wife you can't tell it? my voice i've loved it what did she say yeah
0: never mind we'll move on <laughs> i was gonna make a joke but uh that's fascinating okay so that answers yeah. that question
2: Pretty
0: cool thank you yeah uh let's get to today's uh tech news huh
1: tech news. oh wait i thought that Hi. was all we, we had
0: we have a we have a what grinds my gear section we do You so wanted to need to yeah, drop something do. tyler do you have anything you want to drop in before he he does this
2: no, gear sounds great. Tons of fun. You have nothing to really grind really your fun. gears? Nothing? No. No, what, in general? All kinds <laughs> of stuff.
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh, I mentioned the M1 MacBook Pro. That is also a new edition. Um, I did not purchase this one as company issued. Uh, I, I have my Mac Mini, which I think we've talked about on the show, and I use it for various purposes, uh, that like services that I host. And... Well, we, we have more restrictions on Windows than we do on Macs, and so I also wanted the M1 like battery life. So there's a lot of reasons why I moved to the Mac over the Windows options that we have, and it's all well and good. Like it, it works fine, and and I'm plenty efficient on Mac OS these days. However, I have in the same picture that you see on Twitter, there is a, there's a dock on that picture. You can't really see it because it's dark, and the dock is black. But I actually have multiple docks, and I've swapped out multiple of them. Whenever I connected my M1 Pro, MacBook Pro, to this dock, which I won't say how much this dock was, but I will tell you, (laughs) it was very expensive. And it was probably the best dock that you could have bought in 2021, literally as recent as 2021.
2: Garbage now. The paper it, it is
1: it clearly is garbage, and I'll tell you this I have a new one arriving any minute now <laughs> because I I the right one. Well, you cannot run two external monitors correct off of normal Thunderbolt 3 high end docks, even though I could run six monitors off of yes. my Linux PC that supposedly isn't compatible with anything. I have to have something that is explicitly uh, qualified to work with something called display link, which I was sitting here and I was wondering, I was like, I wonder why there's something called display link installed on this laptop. I've Mm. never heard of that before. And then I looked at the doc that the company gave me and it says display link on it. And there's, there's no fault of my internal IT department. I just, I have two very high end monitors. They're high resolution, high refresh rate, and the dock that I have will not support both of them. I don't expect okay. for them to give me a specialized dock. I'll get my own, but I have my own. I have multiple of them, and I actually like to have my own dock so that I can just swap things in and out as they go, personal or work or otherwise. Well, I've now had to order another ludicrously expensive dock to meet the needs <laughs> of of this because. Uh... You can only have one external monitor. So for the past two days, I've worked with my main monitor, and then I've looked over at this laptop monitor, which is like eight feet away from me, because that's where my connection is. And it has been infuriating, absolutely (laughs) infuriating. are,
2: Are you me? Because yes. I got an M1 Mac for pretty much all the same reasons you were just talking about as my, my work PC. For the first time, I I took a Mac, right? And I was like, battery life and really low profile. These things hopefully have fewer issues than the PCs that I've had. Um, Immediately ran into this issue. Like, absolute garbage support through the docs that I have. And I also have this just cache of docs Now, most of them aren't terribly new. But a lot of them are USB-C, which should by all means support whatever you want to do with connectivity yep. but no 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 they mac in general does not support the alternative display mode that can go through usbc you have to do the display port or whatever it was that you were talking about and um play link so i ran into the same issue the display link what that that has to be licensed but so I we do have one doc through through VMware that we can get that is supported for this. And I asked around people were like, yeah, it's the only one you can use. And I got it. I'm still this close to throwing the whole thing out the window. <laughs> because when I switch, because I, I've got one of those big Dell, like um, the KVM monitors, which I love, yep. by the way. Brilliant.
0: Piece yeah, of, I got the same monitor, Especially if you're it. switching
2: between systems. Fantastic. The The Mac, the laptop when i switch over to my pc when i come back it has lost its connection to the usb c you know firewire or whatever firewire port right the 3 that goes to that monitor i fire have wire. to unplug it replug it but well, not firewire that's Wales standard the other one they are com- competitive competition for usb c i don't ever run into it first mac remember um, but uh yeah so I have to unplug it and plug it back in to get it to recognize the monitor every time I switch over which really just nothing irritating keyboard <laughs> KVM oh, I got more than, and than making I a physical cable that I have to unplug and replug just to get something as simple as a second external monitor to work like what is wrong You with know what let's stick on this theme so
1: I also, and this is not an issue on my <laughs> Mac Mini because it doesn't have a screen on it, but I was, th- I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, well, maybe this Mac that is ludicrously powerful, according to everything <laughs> they put about the M1, right? I actually really like the architecture of the M1. I'm like, but maybe it just physically can't run three displays. So I will just no. disable the Mac display. But guess what?
2: You,
1: you, you can't do it. You cannot disable the Mac display. And you want to know what Apple Uh, tells you to do? They say, turn the brightness all the way down. (laughs) (laughs) If you (laughs) turn the brightness all the way down, yeah, that's the instructions. It says, turn the brightness all the way down. And the screen actually will turn off if you turn the brightness all the way down. But it doesn't disable the display.
0: But it doesn't disable the display, right? And so your cursor can still go through that space. That is
1: that is correct. The only thing you can do is <laughs> sh- shut so it the Mac wrong. to turn off the display. But even when I then do then that, <laughs> I still can't do two displays. It's what's funny. Here's the funny part. It, oh, it, it will actually now show the picture on both of my external displays, but they're only mirrored. So I was sitting ah! here, with two displays no, I mirrored, <laughs> and I, I was lose. I just lost my mind. So, anyways, I have a new dock. This just it could be good. it could be here right now. It could have showed up during this rant uh, that stop is coming here. To us and
2: plug it in so that but, you can feel a little uh, relief until you well, find out I'm that not, you have the same problem I have and you want to throw it out out the window, again. Uh, but, yeah, uh, hopefully that Tyler. is not the case. I don't use a cable,
1: so uh,
0: Tyler, yeah. does Bluetooth grind your gears at all?
2: Oh, God, stop. I want to I want to burn my house What now was that noise? Bluetooth half the time. Me grunting angrily. That was the sound of my my gears grinding. That's, that's
1: the like, sign, that's the sound <laughs> of your grinding gear. <laughs>
0: this is this this harkens to the conversation we had where we were Jeez. we were on chat the other day and and he was like cuz Discord really it's Discord and Bluetooth. This Discord, Discord does not, not like...
2: play nice with Bluetooth or or even multiple yeah. devices. I know this is not just me. I was talking to uh David, last night, somebody we play COD with and uh, he uh, also has had audio issues. Uh, Our our dear friend Daniel, our field correspondent for all things XR, couldn't join Telegram today. Similar issues, not always audio based, but like audio, especially with Bluetooth, is such, it's like they tried to program in all these smart let me grab this device and do this thing Mm -hmm. you know what you want it's always a train wreck like i want to be able to set priorities on my phone that says if this bluetooth device is available kill everything else in the field right like or on my desktop, I want to be able to tell apps, you may not ever touch these things. Either this device is there and you use it, or you can't use anything else, which is the problem I had with Discord. had to automatically, automatically disable things. All yeah. other audio devices, just so Discord wouldn't snag one and break the connection requiring me to turn on and off stuff or reconnect. And then, again, back to like the multiple devices, Bluetooth can only handle, as of fairly recent Bluetooth, I think it was 4.0 mm-hmm. maybe, but it can only handle two devices simultaneously and it does that poorly. And you can't tell it which one has priority. So like your phone could have it and Windows could make a noise and it will drop, it'll put a phone call on hold because of a Windows like base, just a, a notification sound, for instance. And there, there's very little you can do to <laughs> you stop get an that alert crap it's from like happening. <laughs> it is, it is insane call. how <laughs> stupid <That's> so <laughs> something that is so ubiquitous can be. You know what's funny
1: I I think that there's just a I have this severe distrust of connections related to any form of technology <laughs> and and I had a I had a moment today actually with my my Mac that almost scared me but the I I don't run into this okay, issue yeah, yeah. but I also only like I have I have like four different sound cards and i have like eight different input and output devices that all connect to my pc it's that's to be honest with you that's actually only a slight exaggeration uh and they're they're all wired in because i don't use bluetooth at all the only way i use bluetooth is in my truck or on my like my headset to my phone that's it i everything else is wired in and so but i just Even whenever we were going through this issue, I said, well, does it show up here? Because in every single program that I use, every one of them, so I always go in and I switch the device in Windows or Mac or Linux, whatever it is, I switch it in the operating system to working off of that device. I then go into the program settings like I went into Telegram today and I switched it to working off of that device. It doesn't go off of default. And I do this for every single program on every single device that I have ever used, because I trust none of them. And speaking as someone who does that, today, I was on a call, and I have my single external monitor set up going, (laughs) and then I have my MacBook Pro screen, right, that I'm using that is flipped up and turned towards me. Well, I had moved my cursor over to the screen, and I guess I had maybe kept it there too long, I don't know, but even though I had gone through this process that I just described to you, whoever was speaking to me at the time on that call just started coming through my Mac speakers. I then moved my mouse back over to my external monitor and it moved back to my (laughs) conference speaker. (laughs) And I will tell you that this is not okay. Like that is not good behavior. It really
2: is not. Dude, if it, if so, that
1: happened on purpose, you're not helping me, Apple. You're making no. things
2: worse. Very similar like, that's story. Bad man. design.
0: Very similar story. And my initial reaction was to blame Microsoft for this, but I fully believe that this is a this is an Apple issue. Like eight months ago, VMware consolidated to Slack. They were using Teams and Slack, and it was it was just an absolute nightmare. Right when I joined, it's like. I had to know if I want to talk to this person, they're always going to be on teams. They're never going to be on Slack and vice versa for these other people. I was like, this is so dumb. And then they finally settled. Okay. So everybody's on Slack, although we still pay for teams or we still have access to it or whatever. So then like two weeks ago, I got moved to this other team two weeks ago. uh, This person I'm working with now sends me a meeting and it's for teams. I'm like, what bro, we turned this off like eight months ago. Fine, whatever. Right. And so I haven't been in, teams in forever it's now a new version of teams i'm trying to figure this out but i basically all i did was click join the call and then my phone is sitting face up next to me on the desk and as i join the my video turns on and i get i get i can view myself but it's taking a it's a view of my ceiling and i'm like what how can my laptop webcam see the ceiling and it's like no the The video it decided to share was from the front facing camera on my phone instantly. Like, as I, yes, as I joined, the front facing camera is just broadcasted to the Teams call. (laughs)
1: Like, oh man. Can you imagine how bad that that could have gone? Yes. I mean, exactly. Let's call it what it is. I know like how what, often what he problem.
2: wears or doesn't wear pants when he's working. So yeah, that's that could what could just yes. Yeah, that's straight bad.
0: Straight up. What, I didn't what, click what that's
1: problem a weird default. Yes, I want to know what problem right. they think they're solving here. Cause it's do, it's only know. creating problems. That is yeah, not right. okay. I right. I've already <laughs> accepted the fact that this supposedly easy system which does everything different than every other computing device in the world <laughs> like, like it's supposed to be easy but apparently familiarity is not a part of the design no, mechanism intuitive so it's design just...
2: either there and and I'll give it you know that's another one I'm and some of why I moved to Mac was like ah it'll be fun to stretch parts of my brain that was yeah. a mistake. But well, um, no, it's not a mistake. You still learn. No, I know I'm joking, but the yeah. but I'm so used to having a file system that that is very sort of transparent. And it's not that the Mac yeah. doesn't. It's just definitely not built around that. And no, so getting used built to on Finder. But 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 then like almost all cloud storage is still like a folder based Files yeah, system. OneDrive, so Dropbox. Ninety percent of the yeah. stuff that I'm going and getting documents from is still built that way, and and it's just it's just silly that it's like buried in this system. And Dude, then photos. Don't even get me started Mac. on Excel performance on this Mac. <laughs> it, it stutters. <laughs> no, I start to mine's, enter formulas and realize it hasn't started accepting typing. There's I don't know if it's the size of the the workbooks that I'm working in. Or something mm-hmm. else terrible is going on with my M1. But when I literally I will start to input into a cell as soon as I click on it, because that's how I work in Excel. And and it like it won't accept input for like half a second. And so, so I'm yeah, three more characters into this crap.
0: It's just deprioritized in the
1: M1. The like, yeah, exactly, because it's a Microsoft itself.
0: product. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> don't use Excel. <laughs>
1: The thing that's interesting about this is because I've had a lot of people ask because I use, I mean, I use Linux, I use Windows, I use Mac OS, I use Android, I use iOS, I use all available forms of, of operating systems. And to be honest with you, I pretty much out of seven days in a week of those days, I touch each one of those operating systems at least six of those days on average usually seven wow. so i am i am using so many different systems over the course of time and i mean you know i'm using them on a, on a wider range of of systems and people ask me especially recently because i've just gotten this m1 they've been asking me about the differences and the way I've, I've i've come to describe it there's a lot of consistency around mac os not necessarily the design side of things like there's a lot of consistency in the way apple designs it around the apple oh, sure. stuff The but the performance in my experience on now I have two M one devices, those have been very consistent. What I will say about Windows is, its highs and its lows are way more extreme. Like I find Windows (laughs) to be (laughs) a dramatically faster operating system in every capacity, like including input response as an example than Mac OS. Um, To the point of actually when I started using the Mac for work. Because of the the differences in the mouse, and I've tried to kind of work through this, my it's hand noticeable. actually started to cramp. Yeah. Do not and like so it. that's interesting. Linux uh, is, is is like all things Linux. It's kind of like what you make of it. And so, <laughs> but it's, it's very light and it's extremely responsive, but it's also just going to kind of stop working for no reason. Like it's just <laughs> so... It lacks the consistency of, of either of the other systems. So there's just kind of interesting design differences between the more experienced differences. But if you have if you have a really well, you know, built Windows system as well as good image for Windows, you're gonna have a great experience. If you have a bad physical hardware system or, or bad image you're not going to have a good experience you're not going to run into those with max you're going to have this sort of average yeah. experience consistent over time that feels a little sluggish compared to like a high-end windows system but way better mm. than a low-end windows system if that makes sense
0: yeah when you set up a new windows os do you use any of the suggested defaults or when you get a major update or something i always say no to everything it wants me to do
1: like uh, every single question, <laughs> no, I'm like, why no, would I no, want that? No. Oh, are you so talking dumb. about like you're talking about in the installation process? Well, yeah, like on first boot, where it's like, hey, let's set yeah, yeah.
0: up. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's connect to your Android account. Let's blah blah blah. Let's do this. Let's open up oh, this. Gosh, and I'm like, yeah. no, no. No, no. No, 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 yeah. So no. I actually
2: no. I accidentally, accidentally enable gets blocked in my pie hole, anyways.
1: Yeah,
0: every single one of those everything... questions. I'm like, is so dumb.
1: Everything disabled on the installation as well as like setup. Um, if I get a factory image from a company, which in, in Falcon Northwest, particular example, they actually they have a clean image. They don't have like a Falcon Northwest image. So I didn't have to re-image the machine, which was nice. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. yeah. But normally, I would re-image the machine to just like flat windows, right? But yeah. even though I checked no options going in there, even when I got to Falcon Northwest... I did go in, I change registry settings in Windows, I change folder options, I turn off security settings, I turn on other security settings. So like I configure the operating system. And I did that. I do the same thing in Linux. I did the same thing with my my Mac. Like the thing that I have to do with the Macs is I have to go into uh You know the App Store, and I have to download functionality. Like I have to go (laughs) get. Like I don't have window previews. I can't see what I'm alt-tabbing to or whatever, (laughs) right? So it's like everything requires some form of configuration that I go and.
2: That's been. If you need external
1: packages, man, I've got it. I've got all sorts of things for you. Alt. So the,
2: the alt tab equivalent on Mac. The worst part for me oh. is that it doesn't go to the version of the thing you were just on. So if you've got yeah. 800 Chrome, yeah. you know, workbooks open, not tabs, and you can't or, see or what it is you're tabbing to. You don't get to see, you just you get yeah. one of them or you get the last one maybe, but then yeah. they all go away. So you can't tab between uh instances of Excel for instance or Yeah, or, I just do swipe a, left and a right. a message in Well, yeah, but I'm on That's my I'm on my, my desktop. It. I'm using a mechanical keyboard. Like, there is no yeah, swipe are, left or right. You're right. You're right. It's, it's mm. yeah, it's it's okay. dumb. It's it's a bad implementation of a very useful productivity tool.
0: So we're at a tipping point in the call where we either Wait. continue to do what grinds my gears or we talk about some, no, we, should <laughs> some we should
2: talk about okay. tech news. <laughs> all right. Well, let me, let me give gonna you this. I'm going to have an aneurysm. Uh,
0: let me, all right. Let me give you this. There were two bits of, <coughs> excuse me. There were two bits of news from Netflix. Today, they announced... (coughs) So sorry about that. They plan to ship their last red DVD envelope in September of this year. After 25 years of mailing shows and movies to subscribers, I had no idea they still do this. Did y'all know they still do this? You're like, what's a DVD?
2: (laughs) No, I really didn't. I saw that in there. I had no idea that was still an option. Not a clue. I mean, good on them for maintaining it as long as they did. Because even especially in the United States, but I imagine globally, there are still plenty of outcroppings that don't have high bandwidth connectivity, right? Like broadband yeah. is not globally available to every human. So where they you get a DVD, DVD player DVD. consistently? Com. Who knows? Yeah. That's, that's why yeah. I did not know that. That's pretty it cool.
0: Was, it's a Netflix company and it's, um, it's still just, you know, um, if you go in there and you organize, Hey, these are the DVDs I want. Free shipping, free returns, keep it as long as you want, no late fees, all the stuff from 25 years ago uh, that was still a thing. Had no idea. Wow, no um, idea. When uh, I mean, the blockbuster
2: well... died, to that, <laughs> yeah, that killed blockbuster. Like oh, it there was, was something that it happened. Was already on its way out because of, of DVD mailing, and blockbuster tried that. Blockbuster yeah. Direct, I forget what they called it, but it was, uh, it was like the last throw to try to catch up to the Netflix model, and it they couldn't they couldn't compete because of all of the brick and mortar establishments they had. And so they, they just, they died real fast.
0: Yeah. So, and Blockbuster was, uh, was catching a bunch of uh, attention on the socials this week because they were, they were basically just like waiting in the wings when something terrible happened with Netflix. And uh, they had some snarky comments and a bunch of people were like, Whoa, you know which, which, there was a bunch of questions like why is there an official blockbuster account still? like who's paying this media person and yeah, you know awesome. what, what's behind all this? But Netflix uh, tried a live streaming thing and I, they had a bunch of servers go down and it was just a total um, you know flaming hole in the ground so not fun. But um, they're getting they're trying to get more and more into uh, live streaming thing. And I think Chris Rock just did a live um, stand up maybe it was like two or three months ago. So we're starting to see more and more live things. And I wonder if they're gonna start getting That's more cool. into sports and whatnot, but the other bit of news that they just announced today, <clears throat> we talked about this on the show in the past, the password sharing crackdown stuff. Yeah. The initial, yeah, the initial versions of this were in uh, Canada, I think, I wanna say, I know it was for sure in Canada. I wanna say that parts of South America uh, for the initial test. And they came back saying they were, quote, very pleased with the results of the password sharing restrictions that it implemented. Oh, here it is. Canada, New Zealand, Spain, and Portugal. That's what it was earlier this year. Now rolling it out um, to include a bunch of additional countries, including the United States, effective in Q2 of uh, this year. So uh, coming very soon to a TV screen near you will be the, hey, uh, you're using your dad, your brother, your... Ex boyfriend, whatever's account, um, you're going to need them to confirm that you are still allowed to do this or whatever. So, sure. just a heads up on that. But yeah, um, Interesting. Okay, the other one I wanted to get y'all's attention or uh, comment on was the Apple high yield savings accounts. Did you see that?
2: I think yeah. somebody brought that I, into the. TV I think PC that's chat. neat. I, I'm. I mean, Tyler shared honey, it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I did. I, I ran shirt. into it. Yeah, because I I mean I'm always trying to keep my pulse on, on the financial news as well. Um, and so that one came across, I'm sure, because it, it you know, matches the feed of tech yeah. and banking. But um yeah, I I'm surprised to see it. Not not because it's terribly surprising to see any of the big tech players that have mobile payment processing and stuff like that very much in their their ecosystem engaging banking, but that's actually bank service and that yeah. is odd for for uh apple but i think i understand it it's i'm wondering if you know what i'm going to answer this question that's going through there's i'm wondering if something changed to make it easier to um basically create the the baseline for creating checking and savings accounts but i, I don't sure. think that's true i think what happened is rates went up People care about checking and savings accounts that have interest rates associated with them again. Like it's something to chase, especially while the market is a little volatile or potentially, you know, a little more flat than it has been for the last few decades. And so companies like Apple with boatloads of money and a financial arm, again, payment processing, they they are probably buying little banks and and making making it attractive for customers to move their dollars in. In Apple's case, I would assume that a big part of that isn't just give us your money like a traditional bank model, but it's it's come use our payment processing as well, like get into our ecosystem. And that's a, it's a competitive rate. It's not amazing, but it's competitive. Well, that was good. Four and a half percent?
0: Yeah, that's, well, 4.15... 4. They say it's more than 10 times the national average for a savings
2: account. I, that's fine, but if anybody that cares at all about high yield savings, like four point five is basically the, the leader of the pack right now. Um and and so well no 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 four point five is pretty much I thought theirs was 4.5. well it's low from an investment was it sorry
0: I, I spoke before you finished the sentence but ah. it's low from like an investment um no I'm talking about
2: savings savings account savings, yield right yes
0: savings account
1: yeah. yields for sure it's the best thing out there right now.
2: I was gonna say yeah. savings uh, account what are we talking is,
1: about here? Because it was incredible for a savings account yield.
2: It, it sorry no, I, it I couldn't remember it was there's four five or four one five or
1: four point one five, I I thought,
2: yeah one okay. five I is, is 4, not 5. is not leader of the pack that's what I'm saying so the highest the highest yields you'll see right now which this changes dynamically with the the, the Fed's base interest rate obviously, um, right I mean actually it's not directly it's it's still a competitive market right so they offer different rates but four five is pretty easy to get your hands on banks like Alibank Bank are doing four five you can do the money market accounts through Fidelity you're going to get you returns that look yeah. like. Like club, 4.5 is right. definitely yeah, yeah. top, top of the, the list today. The fact that they're entering into this market with less than leader of the pack just feels very Apple, right? Like, no, we're special. Come to us anyways. But 4.15 is still very competitive. So people, back people to my comment. will, but it looks like yeah,
1: 4.77 is is the highest that it goes to. But it's just to probably, be clear, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is backed by Goldman, by the way, not small banks. So oh, that's interesting.
2: Sure. Yeah. So, so it's not even their who, own who's bank.
1: Backing this. Yeah, yeah, they're so not, they're not, it's not their own that. bank. It's, they're going to be backed okay. by a financial partner for sure. And, and that in, happens in a lot, but like,
2: this. like uh, M1, uh, it's a sort of a, a Betterment-like sort of robo-advisor baseline, right? They partnered with a bank to start offering interest-based uh, checking account, which is actually pretty cool because it's a high, high interest rate for a checking account. I think it's like 3% under certain circumstances, but um they actually bought a little bank and they're going to move away from using this bank that they had partnered with so i'm i'm expecting as as you see these interest rates go up, as you see banks competing to get new customers in, in that sort of interest rate battle that you'll see some of the smaller banks being bought up by these big players. So that's interesting. I didn't get a chance to read that article if that's where they talk. Th- about
1: there Goldman. are and cons to that though, right? I mean, like, cause sometimes whenever you work, you're something like, so if you, if like, for instance, I use, um, I use Wealthfront, which is similar to what you just described yeah. and, mm-hmm. and they, and they have a cash account that offers four three, but like, you know when when svb went down so svb of course singular banking entity that their fdic insured up to two hundred and fifty thousand, like every other independent bank however whenever you work through an entity that is backed by multiple financial institutions assuming they're giving you a competitive rate they could be insured up to like 5 million dollars by fdic because they will manage that dispersion for you so like apple in apple's case if you were going to use them as a cash account or savings account, and you want to just throw it all in there because you you love the way they handle multi-monitor technology through Docs, then you would say, "Man, I hope they're actually working not as a singular bank, but through multiple in order to expand the amount that you're insured for something like that."
2: So that that yeah, would I, I think for just, the, the average player months, that they're though. going after with a four point one five rate, though, is like. 250k in a savings account mind you so this is not invested capital like that's that's a lot so yeah i, I hear you out. i feel that but that's a huge I'm, number for people to be keeping in a in a you know like something that's just trying to keep up with inflation
1: i mean average apple customer bro come on we're just talking about the <laughs> risk for the so i'm trying to figure out, this
2: so yeah, to figure out what this actually 250K is, is.
0: So, <laughs> so apple calls it the apple card is it a credit card or is it a debit card or is it both?
1: You don't have because this? They're I feel like you should be able to well, tell us. I have side. Apple Pay Cash. You
0: well, no, there's the there's difference. some nuances here, man. And so this is like it's interesting. I need to do something about this because what happens is I end up like buying something or paying for something, and like most it, of the most of the world is on Apple. And so they'll just Apple Pay Cash me, you know, the the difference or the split or whatever. Well, I pulled it up the other day, like the or there was world, just a notification. That, it was like, hey, don't it's forget true. you have. Sorry, what?
1: I'm saying it's a credit it's card. It's most of by the world
2: being on Apple Pay, even remotely true.
0: I didn't say Apple no. Pay. I said on Apple. Anyway, oh, it was a joke. But just hang with me, oh. okay? That's not the point of the conversation. <laughs>
2: Sorry, nope. Couldn't the hear point the, of the your words. You just went to noise. The...
0: You <laughs> just Get put on your card. Android headphones. It just came across as garbled. No, just well, time out. Time out for half a second, okay? <laughs> But anyway, so when I go with like normal people, not weirdos that use Android. um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. Right. uh, I'll really say it for this. Okay. But Apple, so Apple Pay Cash, very easy to send money back and forth between. Anyway, so, but I I looked the other day and I had several thousand dollars in my Apple Pay Cash card. Very different, I guess, from the Apple Card. But it advertises like a credit card. If you go to apple.com slash Apple Card and it'll show okay card balance and it talks about it being a credit card interest is is that not what we're talking about here or is the so it says apple on monday launched its apple card savings account so does apple does it act as a credit card that also has a savings well, account attached to it apple card I'm so savings
2: account is apple card just what they're calling all their financial services because that's dumb but that's, that's what, what it says have... so
0: okay Users must have an Apple card in order to open a savings account. So they already have a credit well, card different. then. And then you use that to set up a savings account, which I guess can then be used to pay for your Apple credit card. So this is this is but what they, have? Is Apple they have
1: they have wallet, they have pay, <clears throat> they have cash, yep. and they have the card. I believe that in the infinite wisdom, they say, Well, you have to have the card account in order to establish a cash account or a yeah, so savings that's what it's account.
2: That's what they're. That's, that's they're exactly saying, what I was talking about. Then they want more people to use their card so that they can get some slice of that transaction base.
0: That's yeah. Okay, that's what it is. Correct.
1: So basically,
2: and what's happening here is, is
1: the the savings account is actually with Goldman. Apple is probably getting very minimal amount. They're not getting nothing, I'm sure. They're going to get something nominal on the back end of whatever this is. Their goal is to get the rewards from their MasterCard deal for their Apple card. Mm -hmm. They're tying them together for that purpose. That's what it is. It's
0: It's a Goldman Sachs savings account obfuscated or integrated, however you want to say it, into the Apple wallet. Just, Just an Apple savings account. Okay.
1: Yeah. And by the way, just while we're we're sitting here, your description of what you can do with your Apple Cash was PayPal in two thousand. So congrats. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> no, I know. But it
0: doesn't <laughs> it doesn't change saying. the fact it doesn't change the fact that through it's integrated, it's part of iMessage, right? So if you're texting with somebody and hey, yeah. you went somewhere or you need something or whatever, you just text people money. I understand what you're saying, separate app, all that kind of fun stuff. But anyway, it started to build up there and it was like, okay, well, if I should if I'm going to have can this you here not in my application. Auto pay cash dump app. it
2: back to a bank.
0: No, I can go click a button, but it doesn't. You no, can't, no, no. Auto can't, dump you, it. can't you can't automatically rule. It? No, you oh, can't type a God. rule that Welcome says anytime Venmo this gets to ten over, years ago. Okay. Name or another name another payment just dump company. Dump straight no, to name, the bank. Name another payment app that says if you get above some amount that automatically pushes it to us to an external bank account. There aren't
2: one. You can set up smart transfers on everything. On what? And and what you, are you can, talking can about? schedule transfers from other... So that's how that bank works. you say works, and,
0: right? and one? M- like M1. The same one I was
2: talking about before. M1? M. Marco. Marco Uno.
0: Marcouno.com. Marco. <laughs> yeah, they that?
2: do smart transfers. So you can you can set rules. It's not, not just a, I'm going to ship 200 bucks every Monday. It's M1 when finance. account equals this, shift here
0: right oh and they can't they can't do it with apple
2: what why would they do it with apple They're their main <laughs> bank <laughs> <laughs> i i apple's, don't, apple's I don't like know apple's like a sad you're bank here. apparently second second rate rates uh I don't know, text-based stuff that's not as good as PayPal? Like, I don't, I'm just, I'm not, I'm kidding. I'm ragging on Apple. It's, no, it makes sense. Like, it's an ecosystem people are going to lean into. I think this is just a great way to get more people to use their card and then they get, yeah. you can get lots of scratch.
0: Well, don't that, get me you know, wrong. I use Venmo all the time as well for other transactions and whatnot, but Apple uh, transactions uh, is just
1: my Can way. I bring us somewhere else that isn't Please. elementary? Um, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like we're talking about automating like you to mention and then Facebook. move around like give me a break. Right. Let's mention um, Let's mention, <laughs> let's mention it's, Facebook so, or Chat GPT. am not we're not gonna talk about Chat GPT, but we're gonna talk about AI. Um, Perfect. So You guys have recently, and I'm proud of both of you, by the way, um, for the amount that you have played Call of Duty this year. Um, It really warms (laughs) my heart. And to be honest with you, it actually makes me super hopeful for your future success because I think it's really going to add a lot to it. But how often whenever whenever you play Call of Duty, do you feel like you're being cheated against?
2: Never. Rarely, but Uh. it happens. Uh.
1: Yeah, we
0: we know it has to happen, but I assume never. I'm just always wow. I, this feels I, like you I guys am...
2: are just
1: accepting your demise, which is not a trait that most long term gamers do. If you lose, the other person cheated.
0: Oh, That's, for sure. But I'm uh, I don't care yeah. that much. I'm, I'm terrible. also just yeah. You're not actually that bad. <laughs> you're pretty good. But um, so
1: that I, <laughs> I just assume I, well, the best in other people. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Naive, <laughs> Uh Uh, totes vintage. adorbs. The exactly. so, there. I'll send a. There's a video on on the YouTube that I'll send into the TBP chat. But there's a company called AnyBrain that uh, I got into a conversation with a gentleman named Corey Peters, uh, who immediately sort of poo pooed the idea. He's kind of like another version of Tyler that I have to deal with every day, and his you know <laughs> contention here was that you you couldn't you couldn't have you know ai be able to try oh and test what this thing is going to test what, wait are you, hold how on. You doing? why is
0: this, sorry why, why is this guy like another version of Tyler that you have to deal with every day well cuz he's
1: like this so super weird. smart person who immediately goes to why something won't work <laughs> so <laughs> well, why? It's, i'm why a their skeptic. Fault. Am I wrong? Yeah, never the users. It's never the users' fault. With Tyler, by the way. Just, <laughs> just saying. Am I wrong? Nope, um, be. So, with this company called <laughs> AnyBrain, the what they do I mean is Tyler. sorry. Go ahead. They <laughs> the have this. Uh, you know, cheating is getting incredibly complex. Like it used to be, just like this. Okay, you install a program on your computer, and then you ruin yeah. everyone's life. Now there's all sorts of things like there's a remote play feature to help your friends, for instance, like, hey, I can't get past this part in this game. Tyler, you call Aaron. Hey, you've beaten this. Can you help me through this? He can take control of your controller and play Mm -hmm. remotely and get you past this this Mm -hmm. part. Right. Really a cool feature to help people you know, pass stuff, play together, good collaboration, et cetera. So what cheaters did was they said, whoa, that's cool. We can use this. (laughs) <laughs> to have an external program manage yep. your inputs and not be detected locally on the system.
0: Oh, dude!
1: Yeah. So any system, console, PC, handheld, doesn't matter. They would be able yeah. to externally get their cheats into the games and not be detected. Now there are ways to still like, detect them, but it know, wouldn't be quite the same level of efficacy. You, you know have why a, we a don't get <laughs> do other do
2: cheating? It's because we don't lose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude the only way no seriously the only way i learn about cheats is either from you on this show yeah, or when yeah. we win and we just destroy somebody and in like in between rounds they're like oh you're doing and, and they'll like, say something about it yeah, yeah they're, they're they'll just say something and i'm so like, like what, what does is that? that mean <laughs> yeah they'll refer to a cheat that has like a like a common name like a and you're like what what does that even mean and then you google it and it's like oh that means you can see people through walls or Oh, that means you can, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, no, I just am a casual gamer. Like, what are you
1: talking about? So there's a a big industry around cheats that has evolved way, way far from like IDQDF, you know, 187 for Doom cheats from back in the day or whatever. IDDQD, if you wanted infinite ammo. Yeah. So it's like stuff like that is evolved from being sort of this fun thing you do by yourself to just trying to ruin other people's competitive experience that they are committing time to some of which are middle-aged men with kids who don't have a lot of time it's not important what i'm saying is is that this is a problem that needs to be solved and one thing that's fascinating is is how could you do this if you're you're dealing with someone who has these external programs that are basically managing the game for you and cheating? They're not running locally on your computer. There's no fingerprint associated with it. Uh, we used to try to detect cheats, even at the hardware level, through kernel-level drivers, which a lot of people don't really like because it's very invasive. Yeah. And so Jeez. this company, AnyBrain... They have developed an AI type of anti-cheat, and we have no idea if this will work. I should state that ahead <laughs> of time for both right? Tyler and Corey that <laughs> did not invent this. Uh, I just hope that it works, and the story is interesting. And so what they do is they actually analyze human behavior and movements versus machine behavior yeah, and movements. Right. And now what's yeah. what's interesting insane. is when you think of a, a cheat, you know, you might think of like the snap on aim bot or the trigger bot that immediately fires once the, the crosser goes over him or the, the the wall hack that makes it to where Dude, I didn't know know less like
2: efficient him. curves to get from A to B.
0: I didn't know about the second it, one. That oh, like man, snap. there's 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 so a lot of time. The them. cursor goes over an opponent. It just automatically fires.
1: It'll just fire. <laughs> yeah. And they'll That's do things great. like recoil. There's all sorts of them. The, but the point is, is these systems aren't dumb. Like they're not just doing things instantly and letting you go. I mean, there's some, we call them rage hacks. Whenever people say, I don't care, I'm not going to try and hide it. I'm going to show you I'm hacking. That exists as well. But what oh, these things sure. are doing is they're actually trying they to, 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 be to be human. Pillow. They'll do they'll do some form of smoothing to make the mouse movement yeah. look as though a, a human hand moved it. And, sure. you know, they, they'll do all sorts of things to try to evade different That's types cool. of detection. Well. To a human eye, that might be something that could be done. You could evade the human eye because it's like you make the movement look natural, even though it was externally assisted. Right. In this particular uh, AI engine called AnyBrain, that there's just now, as of Q1, starting to implement in games, and this is this is a huge game of cat and mouse. So you never get all of the information because they don't want cheap manufacturers to have all of the information, mm-hmm. uh, but. What's fascinating is, is they start to develop a fingerprint of the person's play style, the way they move the mouse, oh, the cool. way they do certain mm, things. I and like if they determine that what you're doing is at a very, very high probability over the course of, it could be five minutes to two hours, depending on what they're they're doing for you, you could get banned. So this is what they say. They don't catch everyone, but everyone that they they catch they are 100 certain they are cheating that's cool yeah and here's the crazier negative thing negative. over the over the two hour awesome. profile where they determine what your cheating fingerprint or playing fingerprint is i don't know what they would call this they will determine hey okay this person plays this way and they have cheated so now they know who you are you go make a new account on your oh. PC. You log in. It's like a You are instantly you banned. Pro- Oh, we yes. no know
2: your profile. You go buy a new computer. Oh, you okay. log in. You're
1: instantly banned. So, like, Dude. it's a... The, if this that, can that's work, a
2: That's a heck of a deterrent.
1: Oh, my that's gosh. accurate. And if, so if their false
2: positive rate is incredibly low, then that's a, hey, cool, you're banned from this game forever, no matter what else you try to do. Unless you're going to have a bot run a new fingerprint, but then as soon as you get on it by your own hands, it's over. So. Dude. <laughs> yeah. and even well, if this awesome. was only effective that one-third so of the
1: time it, it only got one-third wow. of the hackers, it would be huge. Because you're right, that's Tyler, cool. it's a deterrent. It's such a strong yeah. deterrent. Yeah, yeah, that's a strong deterrent. Um, because yeah, you, people so, think, they think they can get around gameplay. it. Like,
2: oh, well, I don't care about my account, or I don't care about this. You know, it just it won't work. You'll never get it back. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: You can think about all kinds of gameplay, like, um, you know, numbers of engagement with an item per minute or average sprint speed or average time they swap weapons or like how often they reload right after firing or all of that stuff. You You can pull together a thousand little components that make that fingerprint. That is so
1: smart, dude. Yeah, yeah it's wild. wild and they can even they can go through things that if you were to visually look at as as a human you would say you oh be. that's not cheating but to a to an ai engine it's actually night and day difference like there's almost okay. no way to make the fake movement actually look like a human. They even in this video That's will crazy. show a physical, like robotic piece of equipment that is holding a mouse moving things around as an example of like, hey, I'm externally managing. I'm just using the mouse, you know, in in you know, like you would to play the game, but it is a robot doing it and it can identify that it's not human.
2: <laughs> and
1: and wow. that is massive. And so I, I'm so just cool. I, what I'm really hoping Once is that again, this comes in AI
2: systems they're going to disrupt uh, everything you can possibly imagine.
1: Yes, it's the the possibilities are endless in this regard, but I'm excited to see this particular one and uh and what comes from it. So what do you think yeah, about
0: I don't remember who said this saw it on twitter the other day or something like that they were saying that the future of ai is doomed anyway because once we have smart enough systems like chat gpt that have been trained on you know whatever parameters in previous models now people are only using that model now future models can't be created because they can't pull how humans are reacting because now it's oh. all being funneled through this one you know what i mean
2: it's, it's going to be harder to get new data to create more efficient models, but we have so much of it already. You can go yeah. back to un, unused data for training just to get a sure. better human-like baseline. I, I I get where they're coming from. They're basically saying yeah. if there's no way to mark the data and say this was produced by a, a language processing AI, for instance, then you're... you're You have a self-referential system, but you're still going to have feedback mechanisms. Like how many extra questions does a human have to interact with a a language model today to get an answer that they're comfortable with? Well, we should be able to reduce that if we have a body of evidence based on that, even though the baseline is AI driven. So I, I, I don't think that the recursive, the potential recursive nature of the new data, I don't think is going to slow AI down. They will continue to get better at what they do because there will always be good data in it, too. I think it'll get harder and harder to suss out what's genuinely new and interesting and good, but we'll also get better at that. So I I do think if this happens, it doesn't happen soon.
1: Yeah. You think about traffic. Yeah, go ahead. No, you you go. (laughs) Excuse me.
2: Man. You have to think about,
0: you have to think about uh, like, how much traffic flows through Google right now, right? And go try to create a competitor as a search engine. So much. And Matt, like replace that with chat GPT or whatever, right? Google sure. Bard or again, whatever. If if 95% of future traffic is flowing through that, now you have such a small view, such a small sample, such a, such a small access to these parameters to potentially create something else that can be a competitive generative AI option. So I, I don't know, I'm just curious.
1: I think, you know, if you look saying. at the trajectory of pretty much all technology that we've created over human history, there's, there's two constants. And one is that speed always increases. So we, we, <laughs> we ultimately, yeah. things happen faster, but also yeah. we eventually commoditize something that was highly, highly complex and highly proprietary. Eventually, and at a much faster rate than I think people will expect the AI functions that we at least see and know today, etc., will be commoditized fairly quickly. And you know, Chamath Polyhapatia from All In, he he likes to say something that I, I tend to agree with and, and he leans in on this idea that the true advantage will be the uniqueness of data that people are able to use to provide certain things. And that could be in Mm. highly regulated environments, right? Where you can't move data out of. And I think that that's truly gonna differentiate a lot of things up front. but still long-term, a lot of the things run AI will be commoditized just based off of the nature of speed. And the fact that we've let this in the wild now, and the more that it's in the wild, the faster it moves because more people start trying new things. Auto-GPT would be the exact example of that thing that that is moving very quickly, not because the company moved the technology quickly, but because it was given access to the world and then the world made it move even quicker. And now that Auto-GPT is here, the next thing will then inherently come quicker. So that's, that's something I think we'll expect to see in AI. And
2: I, I also think something that, a lot of people miss when they're talking about AI models in general is that you need a ton of data to train it, right? Um, if you want it to be unique, if you want it to be specialized, if you want it to be really, really
1: good. GPT three eight hundred gigs of data was what it was trained sure It's
2: still, but but if you think about what that means, uh as far as like access to useful data, like you were saying, like you you they had to parse a lot of stuff out that was garbage to get to that. Sure. My point is that the the inference model is built. And the the ability to take new information and apply that model to it you can do that on incredibly small scales and i i think like some of the conversations i've had with people that aren't in tech about where this technology goes there's this assumption that like because GPT is living on you know open ai systems or something where you have to go to a site and you have to hit it that you couldn't run it locally well today that might be true because of the way that they're re- releasing it but in the future, it is not unreasonable to imagine a Raspberry Pi in a dark site running a model that can provide similar context because it's already learned, and that's the difference. It's not. It it doesn't require access to the internet to go get results. It has an opinion or it has data in its in its processing ability already. That trained model is going to be able to work in very small scales in very closed yep. environments, which is brilliant. Um, but I, I don't think a lot of people understand that about machine learning and artificial intelligence in general. You don't you don't have to have access to large swaths or even, you know, hundreds of gigs of data necessarily to have a functional inference model. You you do to train it, but not to use it.
1: Yep. And it's yeah. it's wild to see that these things can actually continue to evolve their intelligence without access to new data. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, They learn from themselves, which I think is that, at least to me, that was a (laughs) little surprising. Um, Not just from like, like people think that it's learning largely just off of its inputs, which it most certainly will. That's that's the nature of any model, right? You learn off of the inputs and the variables and the outputs that you get from those evolve. The interesting thing here is, is that, It's still mixing its original inputs in order to drive Mm -hmm. inferences off of that based off of what its outputs were. And so it just sits there and evolves over time. It's fascinating to think about it. It's almost impossible to spend enough time digging into the different variables around this. But I can tell you I'm giving it the old college try. Um, it's, it's, It's a lot of fun. And it's also like... It's sort of like nervous fun because it's like, man, where is this gonna go? And I think that's the thing that makes this so interesting, exciting, and scary at the same time is that you don't know and there's no way to answer it. Unless, of course, yeah. you ask chat GPT, then it knows.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. I think that's gonna be enough probably for today. And unless there's anything probably. else we need to uh, we need to point out.
2: We need to do this show more often so we can do more news and less grinding of gears and and certain topics. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about. We need to to get together more often. I know our schedules are crazy, but we can make it happen. Right, guys? 100%. Find out. And you'll find out later. That brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. Come join us on Telegram, uh, t.me slash techbreakfast, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Yes, and thank you to the hundreds of listeners that are still tracking with us, even though we fell off big time this year. And someone or some group of people in Burkina Faso that uh, is just listening to us nonstop. We've charted there uh, for the past several months now, or several weeks anyway.
2: Creating AI models of the three of us. Maybe that's what it is. All right, bye. It's definitely happening. Bye.